Well, hello again. It is WISPIT. WISPIT, abbreviated, stands for Women and Wisdom in Socially Powerful and Interesting Times. As always, it is my desire to uplift and edify my audience to a higher level of thinking and creativity. But I thought it would be great to change it up a little. If you have enjoyed the podcast up to this point, you are in for a real treat now. The episode 2021, No Bad Coffee or Relationships, has continued to ride high as my number two download of all time. So it is my assumption that my listening audience has truly enjoyed the girl talk between myself and Dr. Robin. So guess what? I'll call it a comeback. Dr. Robin is here today for another episode. And we both thought that it would be interesting to present this episode as a question. So the question is, what you gonna do now? And no, it is not, what are you going to do now? This is straight up Ebonics, what you gonna do now? The pandemic is hopefully gone for good. We pray you aren't all cash poor. The kids have gotten on your last nerve. You're sick of hearing about politics and bad news all the time. You may be headed back into your official office that you knew once upon a time before COVID. And you're simply ready to get out and enjoy, safely of course, travel a little, explore new options, in and out of relationships, whether new or old, and move toward a new domain of life. So again, I pose the question, what you gonna do now? Well, I can tell you this, Dr. Robin and I are going to tell you what we are going to do. So let's jumpstart this conversation right straight out of the box with some bullet points. And don't misconstrue that I said bullets, bullet points, and they will be travel, relationships, what we have been doing, what we have been thinking about, and other such hot topics. So hello again, Dr. Robin. Hello, Dr. Angela, how are you? I am doing very well. How have you been doing? I feel much better since the pandemic seems to be getting better now. Excellent. Well, first of all, I wanted to introduce to our listening audience um, a detailed piece of information that I don't think I ever stated about us. I guess I just assumed. But anyway, um, I actually practice in the field of family medicine. And Dr. Robin is actually a practicing psychiatrist. And we always thought that it was so interesting in our relationship that we automatically assume in most cases that our psychiatrists are more of our outgoing personalities, but actually it's just the opposite. Dr. Robin is actually shyer. And so for me, I've always been more the outgoing person. So believe it or not, my friend who's the psychiatrist, sometimes I have to pull little things out of her and say, come on, let's just try this and let's do something a little bit differently. But when it comes to travel, oh, it takes a total flip, would you say? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so today, we want to start out with a few hot topics. 
So I'm going to actually let my guest pick the, t- the first topic that we will discuss. So what would you like to talk about first? Okay. So let's talk about family post-pandemic. So I have a son um, who's young and people are socializing now, you know, because Many people are vaccinated, some people are not, but the COVID numbers are down, so people feel freer to resume um, normalcy. Mm -hmm. But what does that mean about dating? If one person's vaccinated and one person's not? That's a great point. And I just need you to speak up just a little bit louder into the microphone because you kind of phased in and out there just a little bit. Do you mind repeating that question so I can make sure that our audience heard you? Yeah, so I was talking about, you know, these 20 year olds. So we're post pandemic sort of, you know, many people are vaccinated, some people are, but the numbers are better, better than they've been in months and months and months. What does that mean? What does that mean if you're dating and one person's vaccinated, one person's not? What is what does that mean for dating going forward? How do we handle that? What are the what are the rules? How do we feel about that? You know, um, that's a great question. And the other thing is we assume that or we hope that people are truthful about their vaccination status. Cause that would be something that would be a concern for me. I guess you never think about the fact that in a relationship, you know, most introductions start off as, hello, how are you? What's your name? My name is this. You know, I never thought about the fact that you'll have to say something like, uh, hello, how are you? Uh, have you ever had COVID? Uh, have you been vaccinated? <laughs> you know, uh, do you mind me looking at your uh, vaccination card? Uh, is it real? Is it fake? You know, uh, does it need to be notarized? I, you know, those are some great questions. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, so I saw something on television and they interviewed people and people said they would lie about whether or not they'd had the vaccine. They feel strongly they don't want to take it, but if someone pressed them, they would just say they had it. So that defeats the purpose. So if you meet someone and you're interested in them and you talk about it and you say, hey, I had the vaccine, here's my card. I hear that you can buy a card. Uh, Actually, they're selling them at a local bar and I hear they're $15. You can buy a card that looks like the real thing and you can show it to somebody. So it looks like you're vaccinated, but it's a fake card. used to be fake IDs back in the day, but I've been over 21 a minute. And so now it's a fake ID card, a fake, a fake card for the vaccine. And so what do you do? You know, if you ask somebody and say, hey, have you had the vaccine? And they say, yeah, here's my card and it's not real. What do you do? How do you know? Oh, wow. Well, here's the first thing that comes to my mind. Lie if you want to. If COVID got a hold of you, you won't have to worry about the repercussions from another person. Time and karma may come for you first. You know, sometimes this world we think is a large place, but it really isn't. And especially in this day and age of social media, 
So you just never know how that could ever come back to bite. I mean, you know, it's always my, my hope that somebody would be truthful, but I guess when we think about relationships, I guess it's just like the beginning of time. I mean, I guess you always have the liar, the, the cheater, the, the person that creates scandal, you know, and then you have that honest person. So it, it, it's almost about like swimming. I, I don't know. It's like throwing you into the deep water or something. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, I think trust is a big deal. So if they tell you, you know, they're vaccinated and you find out later they were not, like say in the winter, say we have more trouble with mm-hmm. Mr. COVID-19 and they get sick and you find out, no, they weren't vaccinated to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that's the end. Yeah. You know, because the trust is broken. If, if you can't trust a person, I'm not, I don't think you can have a relationship. You know, that's a big deal. Well, here would be an um, interesting uh, option, especially with both of us being physicians. Um, so, you know, I, I guess I tend to be the one that, uh, I don't know, I guess takes it more to the comical side in order to, you know, just kind of, you know, maybe soften the blow. And, you know, maybe if you're on a date with someone and, you know, they just feel something sharp, you just say, oh, don't worry about it. Did you feel a little prick or something like that? Or, oh, don't worry about it. You know, we're doctors, you know, you do that little quick little blood test. What do you, what do you think? (laughs) He's like, did you feel that? No, I didn't feel a thing. Did you feel something? You know, almost like a, a, you know, the glucometers, like a blood sugar test, just, you (laughs) you never know. I mean, we may get to that day, you know, and just say, Hey, we're going out on this date. Do you mind just holding your hand out there? Let me just get a little prick of blood right there. Let's just find out right now whether or not you're COVID free. Who knows? They might confess at that point. They might just say, you know what? I, I was just kidding. I didn't really get the vaccine. Yeah. I guess a choice between getting stuck with a needle or telling the truth, I guess the truth wins out. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Oh, my God. Yeah. Those are some interesting points that we will all have to consider um, at, at some point. Um, or you can just play it safe and just stay in your zone, you know, at might get a little lonely, but you know, you just stay in your zone. So let's move to the next topic. Travel. That's your favorite. Let's talk about travel. Well, so that, that sounds pretty exciting because it looks like a lot of places are opening up, you Mm -hmm. know, um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, we are vaccinated for real. Yes, we are. (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) And, and audience, do you notice the difference in the tone of her voice when she talks about travel? <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. So there are a lot of places we can go. And, um, and we haven't been anywhere in a long time because there hasn't been any options. So that might be nice just to have, um, you know, a change of venue. Broadway's going to open up, I think, in the fall. Oh, and yes. Vegas, Vegas is open now. Um I hear. Um, and so that would be fun. Um, so it'd be good to be able to go someplace, um, and, and just have a change of venue. 
be something we have not done in months and months and months. So I look forward to that. Um, the planes are going to start serving less alcohol, I hear. You said the what now? The airplanes are going to start serving less alcohol. You know, we've had some fist fights and things. Oh, wow. Not that that's funny, but. Wow. I remember you mentioning something about that um, to me last week. So the last time I was on a plane, I was told I could have, uh, very nicely, I could have coffee or tea mm -hmm. or water. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, could I have cranberry juice? Could I have lemonade? And they said, no. You said you could have um, an alcoholic beverage. And and I said, no, I don't want an alcoholic beverage. So it used to be you could get, like, lemonade or you could get a soda or mm -hmm. you could get, like, you know, there's a lot of choices. Mm -hmm. So none of those choices, just um, tea or, or coffee or water. Mm -hmm or alcohol, and so a lot of people were drinking um, more than I remember, mm -hmm. and so there were a lot of incidents reported. People were kind of fussing and everything, and then recently it was reported that a, a flight attendant had two of her teeth knocked out. It was a fist fight, and I mean, it's just been a lot of kind of confrontation on planes, and then I saw they're going to start, you know, kind of, you know, not serving as much alcohol on the plane. Wow. Um, so, um, anyway, so we'll still get to our destination. We can have coffee or tea. <laughs> yeah. And just, you know, the world is so different and, yeah. you know, I don't even know what to say to that one, but anyway, let's move on to the next topic. You mentioned to me that uh, you had gone back to church. I actually have not gone into um, a church building yet. Um, how, how was that? How was that for you? It was really different. So I'm a person that used to go to church every week because mm -hmm. that's how I grew up and that's mm -hmm. how I raised my kids and mm -hmm. that's just what I did. So I have not gone in months and months and months since the pandemic. For part of it, it was closed. Mm -hmm. Um, they've been open for a while now. So I, I went, mm -hmm. you could only go in one door and you had to get your temperature taken and, um, and then they let you in. So my walking in, it felt like it was really crowded. Mm -hmm. Um, it was supposed to be socially distanced and, um, it wasn't, but you know, so it felt crowded to me. So mm -hmm. I just stood there for a minute and the, the usher gave me his seat cause he was sitting in the back and he was in a seat, not a pew. Mm -hmm. And I sat there and, um, so, um, it was different. Um, the usher used to come by and collect, uh, money from everyone, mm -hmm. you know, the offering and that was different. So instead of one usher walking around doing it, everybody walked kind of up towards the altar and left their offering. So that was a change. Mm -hmm. Usually there's a point where we shake hands, you turn to your neighbor and you shake hands and mm -hmm. that wasn't done and that was a change. Mm -hmm. But it but it felt very crowded. I haven't been in very many buildings mm -hmm. lately. You know, everybody's been socially distancing. So I have felt that really I am in a very, very warm place almost the entire year. And I have felt that the churches really could have been outside the, the the church service could have been outside and it could have been very effective. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know why the church uh, administration was so set on having it in a building as opposed to outside where it's warm enough to have 
you know, chairs and benches almost the entire year. Like, I couldn't get that, you know, because it would have been safer. Mm -hmm. But I I felt a little, um, a little uncomfortable because it was so more, you know, it was so crowded. It wasn't social, socially distanced, but, you know, people did have on masks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I but you know, know, I think I just... people do what they've always done. And I think prior to uh, COVID, you know, the world had a different norm. And so the thing I find that's so interesting about the younger generation or the millennials or the X generation is that they will often think outside of the box Um, And I think for baby boomers, and this isn't all of us, so I don't want to generalize here, but I think for us baby boomers, what, born between 1946 and 1964, I think we tend to always want things to fit into the same slot. And when time changes, some of us have a hard time making that change. It kind of reminds me of, um, I think I was, what, kindergarten? You know how you would have this puzzle and it was like it was wooden and you're technically supposed to put the square and the square peg and the, the round part into the round hold, hole. And so I think that sometimes with, with baby boomers, it's almost like we're trying to fit something round into a square peg and you know somebody's over there saying, uh, hello, you know, this isn't working. So do you want to try to change this just a little bit oh no 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 if 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 i just keep at this i know that i can get this to work and i think that's what appears to be happening not just even with churches but just in general and i think since covid i think the the theme of churches running as a business as usual has changed will change and is going to continue to change but that's just my opinion no, I think I think you're right. I think there was a real push to get back to what has been normal church, mm-hmm. which is being inside the building with people close together as it has always been. Mm-hmm. But we could have had real church outside in chairs and benches during this whole thing as opposed to having to suspend it, you know, the way we did. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. Um, and so we, but, but I think there was a real push to just get it back to the way it had been. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you're right. I think that was the comfort zone, you know, that it has to be, um, the way it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, anyway, it was the first time I went since all this started mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the places I've been that are inside are still socially distanced. So this was just different and that people were much more closer together. Right. Well, since we're already on uh, uncomfortable topics, uh, do you mind if I shift a little bit to a more uncomfortable topic? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sure, go ahead. (laughs) Well, listening audience, uh, Dr. Robin has an older son who will be starting a residency in medicine this year, specifically emergency medicine. And so I know that for my friend who is a mother, who is a physician, 
a hard worker and a psychiatrist. And both of us as physicians having come through uh, the COVID pandemic and having been in the field of medicine for, for 30 or more years, even though we're often very happy for our children, I know that this has to be very anxiety inducing for my friend whose son is just so ecstatic and we are very, very happy for him. But of course, in the field of medicine that he has selected, he is going to be on that front line. And so my friend, Dr. Robin, who has to deal psychologically with her patients' issues on a day-to-day -day basis, now will have to have the support and the closeness of her friends who also will understand medicine the way she does. But at the same time, it has to be absolutely heart-wrenching. So if you don't mind, for our audience, talk to us about healthcare and what your concerns are now moving forward in the future for you, your son, for me, for you, for our other friends who are also physicians. Can you give me some of your thoughts? Well, I mean, this was a really year like no other. I mean, we sign up to help people and that's what we want to do and we're glad to do it. Uh, but this year was extraordinary. Um, we had one state where healthcare workers were not vaccinated mm -hmm. um, as a priority, even though many of them had died mm -hmm. um, and had been risking their lives uh, to save others. Um, we had retired healthcare workers uh, come in to help, and many of them died because as older people, they were at higher risk. You know, some of them had underlying conditions. And, mm -hmm. and speak directly the... into your mic because you were fading out just a little bit. Okay. Okay. And some just being older was a factor. You know, in the beginning, you know, we didn't know everything that we know now. Mm -hmm. So it's really uh, more risk uh, than we had realized. And even though right now things seem, you know, so much brighter than they did, we're so happy to have the vaccine. I wonder what will happen in the winter because we're not evenly vaccinated throughout the United States. The numbers we are reporting um, are uneven. Some communities have done a great job vaccinating, but some communities, people didn't want to get vaccinated. So that in the winter, in places where it's cold, when people go inside, I suspect we're going to have another run-in with COVID-19. It's not done with us yet. So the doctors in the ERs and the front lines uh, it will put us at risk again. And people left medicine. I mean, people were burned out, nurses, doctors. Um, they put everything on the line and they got to a point where they couldn't take it. We, we had people retire, resign, leave where I was. Um, people got sick. Um, so it has been a year where I've seen people leave more than any other. And... Um, going forward, what do we do? We were already short doctors 
in areas before this happened. Um, and we haven't had a good plan about how to correct that. So it gives me pause, you know, how do we make sure we have enough doctors in places? That's part of the burnout, that we don't have enough in places where we need them. Mm-hmm. So the people who are there pick up the slack as long as they can, and then they too feel burned out. So it, it makes me uh, worried for us going forward uh, that we don't have the best plans. Uh, some of the people that we've lost, um, we've not replaced. We have some people who should have retired that are just hanging on to help because there's nobody to replace them. So I have a lot of concerns about the healthcare system, about the distribution of doctors. Um, you know, people want to do it. People dream of this job. People do it as their life's work. But this has been a year when it's been very hard to just keep going. So. Well, I couldn't have so said it any better. You know, I think I remember something my father would always say, and it goes like this. The time to be prepared is not during the time of the crisis. And I put a little twist on that by also saying balance is key. For me this year, I made a few adjustments. And the reason being is I would be considered um, what you call a dinosaur in medicine. And no, that is not because of age. Um, The reason that I say (laughs) that I would be a dinosaur in medicine is because I'm still solo practice. And I love it. I still love the field of medicine. But one of the adjustments that I made was that after 30 years, I stopped accepting new patients. In other words, I just basically embraced my patients and their families as new patients only. And in doing that, it not only helped hopefully to protect me, which it did at least thus far, and also to protect my patients. And I thank God that I could hold one hand up and say that I didn't lose any more than that in terms of COVID with patients. But of course, any life lost is is catastrophic. But one of the other things um, that helped me to make that decision is that I not only balance medicine and also, you know, uh, being a single mother, even though my, my son is now 29 years old, but I also have a mother who has Alzheimer's. And so... COVID helped me to look at the importance of balancing my life between medicine and what's important and certain things that you just need to cut loose and certain things that you probably need to engage and move forward in. And so for me now at 58 years old, you know, I don't consider myself old, but I also realize that as we age, we have less life ahead of us than we have behind us. And I did not want to ever look back and say, gosh, you know, I wish I had done this. I wish I could have done that. I wish I had slowed down enough to be able to enjoy these things. And oftentimes I think the world doesn't see physicians as, as real people with lives, with things that we have to do just like you. 
And I can remember uh, a few years ago, uh, one of my patients, and, and it was really cute the way they said it, but she said, oh, you know, it just seems so odd seeing you here at the grocery store. I said, well, you know, I have to eat like everybody else, you know, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I know what she, you know, what she meant or hasn't it ever happened to you? You could be out at that time, you know, prior to COVID you're out shopping and somebody sees you out at the mall and they're like, I know, I know your face. Where do I know it? I said, cause I'm your doctor, you know, so it's, you know, they see us inside the office and they equate that office with us. But outside of that, sometimes it's hard for them to see us as regular people. And sometimes it has been difficult for us to see ourselves that way. And that's why it is so critical in life to balance everything out. And one of the other episodes that I did called, What Energy Are You Carrying? That is imperative because a positive energy can move you into other domains, but negative energy can take you to such a low place. And I think that's why we've seen so many people who have suffered from depression and suicide and all of these things, because life didn't prepare us for what we saw in 2019. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's true. I think we were unprepared. I think we didn't have the information. I think we didn't have the infrastructure that we needed to respond. Mm-hmm. Some countries responded better than we did quicker. Um, I think it exposed things about our healthcare system um, that didn't help us get prepared. But yeah, I mean, I, I think. I think you're right. We were not prepared. And I think balance is so important. Um, we've been through this really stressful time, and we need to really take care of ourselves in other ways. See people that we care about now that it's safer, do things that we enjoy, make decisions uh, to move towards things that are meaningful. You know, work is work. We need other things in our lives. So, yeah, I agree. Balance is important. So, I pose this question in summary, not only to ourselves, but also to our listening audience. So what you're gonna do now? The key is, are you gonna move into a positive realm, a new domain, safely of course, but not with the limiting factor that, hey, you know, I just, I'm scared, I'm fearful. No, that's not what life is designed for. Of course, we always use caution, but at the same time, balance this thing out. Enjoy your life. Understand that life is a very, very, very precious thing. And you don't get to do a second retake of this. Learn from this situation. Enjoy your friends, enjoy your family, enjoy those magic moments. And above all, we want you to be able to travel, live, laugh, and just embrace the fullness of life. So until next time, we just enjoyed having you listen in and encourage you to continue to listen in. And again, this is Wispit. 
WISPIT abbreviated stands for Women and Wisdom in Socially Powerful and Interesting Times. And as always, we thank Dr. Robin. We, we just embrace her. We want to surround her and her family with positivity and send out wonderful prayers for her son and for all of us. But until next time, we thank you and please feel free to actually follow me on Instagram. And that is A-R-W-I-S-P-I-T. A-R-W-I-S-P-I-T. Thank you.